actress, model, director, producer, writer, and singer, Taryn Southern once captured the essence of this mortal coil when she sang, what if my goat was drunk at a bar? What if my goat was taken to Mars? What if my goat was smuggled illegal? What if my goat was attacked by eagles? Who could be at the door at this hour? It better not be Spring Hill Jack again. Oh no, it's the goat man. Welcome to another episode of Cracking Cryptids and Curios. This is Matt, once again joined by third place winner of the 2015 Central Florida Regional Model Train Expo Amateur Submissions, Angel. I know that loss still stings, but any news on returning to the model train scene or are you, I am almost afraid to say it, retired? I can never retire from the model train scene. In fact, I just got a new electric train set. I'm done with the smokestacks. I'm I'm tired of dealing with that stuff, having to, you know, put in the little oil and make it smoke and turn on the lights. It's just, I'm over it. Uh, it's so, just not that cool anymore. You're moving the, on, right? Yeah, the electric trains, That's those are the future. You know, I still think you're robbed with that third place win. No way did that 10-year-old make a working model of the 1918 West Seneca, New York, Pennsylvania Railroad Roundhouse without an adult doing all the work. So again, you were robbed. Well, I mean, I don't think they also appreciated my um my recreation of the <laughs> <laughs> that damn European train that I can't think of right now. The Polar Express. <laughs> the something express. <laughs> and that's why I got third place. <laughs> it was your turn to explain it and you're like, I don't know what the hell I just made. <laughs> So the, in a rage, I flipped it over and said, oh, they they, tr they robbed the train. <laughs> Whatever. You said amateur submissions, we out. <laughs> <laughs> the Orient Express. Orient Express, okay. <laughs> but it was too late. They already gave me the third place. Uh, you'd already flipped it. And... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe 2021 is going to be your year. Maybe. New, new models, new trains. Yeah. We can hope. It'll be the Orient Express 2021. No. <laughs> it's like the um, the Titanic that's being rebuilt and like uh, sailing the same like route as the original Titanic. Oh, that'd be great. It, like pops up every once, like every few years. I feel like I hear about this <laughs> Titanic 2 that's coming out. Are they going to also place the iceberg in the, and just do everything, recreate everything? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> by the time it launches, I don't think there's going to be any icebergs left. So <laughs> it's going to be an easy sailing. Yeah. We'll be living in a water world. Mm -hmm. Without Kevin, Kevin Costner, Costner drinking his own pee. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that anybody well, remembers from that movie. Definitely without Dennis Hopper. Yep. <laughs> so, enough about the trains and Kevin Costner's water world. Into some items in the news that have been uh, floating around recently. So, the first one that I have is from the website unexplainedmysteries.com. The headline is cops flee from goblins found in suitcase so it goes on to say a bizarre report from zimbabwe claims that two cops discovered goblins while searching a suitcase 
According to the story, the peculiar incident began when businessman Sanderson Bloom Shemushashe, who runs a grinding mill at the Lapote Business Center in Deet, was accused of being responsible for the deaths of several dogs that had ended up poisoned after venturing into his homestead. Local visitors in the area were so incensed that they enlisted the help of two police officers who confiscated his suitcase and decided to open to look for evidence of poison supplies. When they opened it, however, they discovered a number of goblins inside, which terrified them so much that they turned tails and fled as fast as they could. They were shocked when they saw strange beings, which they believed were goblins, and were seen running for their dear lives, a source told B Metro. Apparently, this isn't the first time Shemishashe has been accused of strange activities either. Most recently, he has been seen by villagers digging a grave of a relative of his wife, the source said. He fled from the scene, leaving his shoes, which were used as an exhibit, and the issue was taken to Chief Nalukuba, and after a full trial, the chief ordered him to leave the area, but he denied vehemently that he was the one who was seen desecrating a grave. He said the chief should enlist the services of witch hunters, popularly known as Sikamatandas, to come and sniff out the witch, saying if Sikamatandas catch someone else, he would take the villagers and the chief to task. The strange report highlights just how much supernatural beliefs and superstition still endure in Zimbabwe. Suffice to say, this is one story that's worth taking with a very large pinch of salt indeed. So what are your thoughts on the briefcase goblins well i believe that those cops were dumb because all you had to do (laughs) all you had to do was get those goblins struck by lightning and they'll turn back into the statues that they are you see i learned this (laughs) what is this from this is from a movie called the munchies where there's (laughs) there's like a, a guy i don't know if he's an archaeologist or something but he's searching these little pillars of stone that when when you put electricity on them they turn into little creatures and they run amok and then when they get shocked again they turn back into their statue selves is this like a gremlins knockoff like instead of water it's electricity that changes them it is yes it is similar to to the gremlins and i believe um also i don't know if you've heard of the ghoulies but that's another fun Uh, ghoulies yeah so it's a mix of those kinds of films is it from the 80s yes yes it is I'll have to keep an eye out for it. Yes, I recommend the it to everyone. The munchies. The, uh, <laughs> one of the, my favorite things in this article, though, was how the thing that was used as evidence that he was the one desecrating this grave was that his shoes were left behind. So did he like take off his shoes to then start digging in a grave? I don't. That part I don't get. It's like, what's? How do you leave your shoes behind during a grave digging? <laughs> when when you first said his shoe was left behind and used as an exhibit, I thought they like put it up like. As in a museum. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's like, look at the man's shoe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to, uh, I guess, consider them as the, the goblins and why they would be in the briefcase. A whole lot of things odd about this story. Yes. Like, why does he have goblins in his briefcase? Yeah, I guess there, that was never even asked <laughs> or reported upon. What was he planning on doing with these goblins? Uh-huh. Yeah. But you know, and when did goblins become so small they could fit in a briefcase? It's more like a like a little tiny elf, I would say. <laughs> I mean, he's digging around graves. He's got goblins. This this man is up to no good. Or he's living his best life. I mean, <laughs> got goblins in briefcases, doing better than I am. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. I need some goblins in my life. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe maybe uh, in the future we'll find out more. But it seems like the chief of police already made his mind up and <laughs> says this is the guy because his shoes were left behind. It's like a Cinderella story. The shoe yeah. fits. The shoe fits. <laughs> You're the one that did it. <laughs> Other article that we have uh, is actually has a attached video showing the entity. So we'll put that on the uh, Crack Encrypted's uh, podcast website so you can view it. Titled Fall Mouth Shadow Runs Out in Front of Vehicle. And this is also from unexplainedmysteries.com. It's a short little snippet. It says footage has emerged showing an unidentifiable shadow creature scurrying across the road in the dark. The eerie clip was uploaded by Maine-based nonprofit paranormal investigative group Paranormal 207 and was recorded by a Falmouth resident who had been checking their dash cam footage to look for deer crossing the road when they discovered something very strange. The video, which was filmed a few days ago, as of right now, this was posted on September 4th, shows a dark shadowy creature darting across the carriageway in front of the vehicle before disappearing into the darkness at the side of the road. So could this be some sort of paranormal creature, or is it more of a conventional explanation? Unfortunately, it is difficult to make out exactly what the animal actually is, especially given the low light conditions and the blur of its movement. It's quite possible that this is a dark-colored dog or some other mundane creature that just happened to dart out as a vehicle approached. The first thing that popped into my mind was a wild boar <laughs> running across <laughs> the, uh, the road. And it seems to be running fast enough. You know, they can run at least 30 miles per hour. So watch out for them. It could be a shadow person. Or a shadow animal. Or a shadow person on it, a shadow animal. Well, I mean, I guess. it could. I mean, it could be. I don't. It just moves so damn fast. Yeah. You can't even tell the, the speed that the vehicle's moving at. But it appears to be. It gets across the road in, I don't know, half a second. <laughs> but it is. Very low to the ground. I don't think it's a deer. I think it might be like a cat of some kind. Mm-hmm. A shadow cat. Shadow cat. <laughs> it could be. A shadow panther. The uh, Now it's escaping my mind, but the hodag um, Native American Great Lakes creature. Yeah. The Mishupishi. The Mishupishi. Yeah. That's what it is. Uh, it made its way to Maine. I don't know. Went up the St. Lawrence <laughs> River. Could be. They're, they're adaptable creatures. Mm-hmm. Looking for more copper. <laughs> because Eugene Shepard Eugene took, took all it his all. copper. <laughs> Man, he must be living the life. Or, I mean, used to. Yep. His, his ancestors his... now are, are reaping the benefits of all that copper. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully they didn't spend all that copper money. <laughs> They probably sold it to to people in specific man in England to to supply his blue flame abilities. <laughs> no, they would have to go back in time to sell their <laughs> their copper to Spring Hill Jack. Oh, I didn't say his name. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, secret stuff. Well, with that being said, let us turn our focus onto the Goat Man. We'll be looking at the overall Goatman phenomenon, as there are multiple entities that either bear the name Goatman or are characterized as Goatman creatures. So, what, pray tell, does a Goatman creature look like? Consensus that I was able to find is that features typically include a man's body with the head of a goat, cloven hooves, arms of a man, and sometimes the entire body is covered in goat fur, 
or the torso is human flesh while the legs are only covered in fur. One thing that separates Goat Man from other cryptids that we have featured is that this entity comes armed and ready to kill. It is quite common in Goatman sightings to see the entity carrying a large axe seemingly ready to strike down any unlucky fool who happens to cross its paths. So what are your thoughts on this cryptid's wielding of weaponry on hell? Well, this is, I think, besides uh, Spring Hill Jack, this might be the first creature-like cryptid. I think it's more creature than human. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's the first creature-like cryptid that has carried a weapon, uh, especially a weapon like an axe, which means somebody has to make this axe. Uh, yeah, is is the goat man smithing his own weapons out there in the forest, or is, <laughs> is he it... going to the hardware store? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> buying his own. <laughs> and I guess at least in the maybe the depictions of goat man is often like a like an executioner's axe. It's not like just some, you know, yeah. little uh, lumberjack's axe. This <laughs> thing is, it is, it has seen some beheadings in its time. Yeah, maybe the the axe is like part of, part of him. Like mm-hmm. nobody else can wield the axe but the but the goat man. I I just had a thought of maybe the axe is cursed. That's in an instance where you pick up the axe, you become the goat man. Oh. And th- and then that's you have a movie to have- that writes itself right there. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to kill a certain number of people if you want to stop yep. being the goat man and be able to let go of the axe. Uh, within and- so many nights, you have to uh, behead twelve teenagers. And all right, Hollywood, you're back to normal. Come on, <laughs> we keep giving you guys Get those royalty checks to us. <laughs> we keep giving you guys lots of movie ideas. Mm-hmm. Great movie ideas. Yep. <laughs> Perfect billion dollars they're gonna combat like endgame and infinity war with the amount of money that they're gonna make with these movies well we're gonna have a shared universe that's for sure like the universal failed like monster universe that i think is coming back again i don't know i don't even know what you're talking about like the mummy and and frankenstein's monster and werewolf they're trying to start their own like marvel-esque oh my god um dark universe i think it was called and where all these entities were all in the same universe, but the Tom Cruise mummy bombed so poorly that I think they just scrapped the, uh, the entire well, idea. Well, they, they went about it all wrong. They needed to do what, what Marvel did, you know, release two movies. Mm-hmm. The bad one, Hulk, and then the good one, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although, I don't know, those monster movies, I don't know how much of a chance you have to release a good one. So <laughs> it's really well, stacked against them. Well, they just need a, a monster version of Tony Stark. <laughs> that could be like the invisible man actually i think the invisible man movie is also part of it um that came out oh but who knows i don't know <laughs> i'm just making this all up <laughs> these are all lies <laughs> yep so let's cut right to it angel cotton eye joe's razor we are shaving this hairy man goat and seeing where did he come from where did he go it would be i think in my opinion a disservice to the goat man to not look back at one of the earliest representations of man-goat hybrids, Greek mythology, and even before that, possibly uh, Indo-European mythology. Satyrs, creatures that are part man, part beast, were originally more attributed to horses rather than goats, which I thought was rather interesting. They were depicted as the head and upper body of a man with two horse legs and a horse tail. 
the goat-like appearance uh, comes a bit later when the Roman fawn entity sort of merges with the satyr and they become almost interchangeable after that throughout history. They were typically considered shy but also dangerous. In relation to the god Dionysus, they were often depicted as lovers of music, wine, and man. So the goat man in antiquity, bit of a partier. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm also uh, aware that the goat man in those days were more about fertility and less about being murderous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of like the, uh, the, the pig man ent- entities. <laughs> Almost like everything's related to fertility and, and, and antiquity, it seems. Beyond that, though, Goatman creatures were rife in medieval European storytelling. Later on, Renaissance painters had an affinity for including these creatures in their paintings, and then this continued into uh, the early modern age. In this entire time frame, what I can tell is that the Goatman entity is really tied to being a representation of humans broken down to their most basic instincts and desires. So just sort of this representation of man always having its ties to nature and giving in to those most basic desires, uncivilized desires, I guess you can say. So any thoughts on the representation of the goat man throughout history? I have a few thoughts. I I think I have, I believe that, you know, that I've looked this up myself and I just don't believe that the goat man the current iteration of the goat man is somehow related to these ancient greek creatures simply because like i mentioned the the whole murderous thing is just a far cry from what they represented and i don't see how they could possibly have shifted from being all oh fertility to oh, i'm gonna kill for revenge yep yeah wine fruits love and then <laughs> they you know kill people and behead them like, yeah. there's very much a disconnect i came to this like the same exact thought of there is like yeah this bizarre representation of they look similar but beyond that absolutely nothing in common with the goatman entity that we'll be looking into but possibly just the um roots of where the entity came from or stories of, of you know where it came from beyond the historical aspect we have the goatman entities within the united states of which the main ones are the Goatman of Maryland, the Lakeworth Monster of Texas, the Pope Lick Monster of Kentucky, and the Goatman of the Old Alton Bridge in Texas. So Texas getting double representation with the Goatman. Good for Texas. I guess what what's they're saying? Everything's bigger in Texas, even their Goatman. <laughs> so each of these Goatmen have their own theories of how they came into being. Let's first look at the Maryland Goatman. So I'll go through this here, and then I'll get your opinion uh, on it, Angel. So what I was able to find was the stories of the Maryland Goatman go back to the 50s and 60s, the 1950s and 60s, but really kicked off in the 70s. It is said that the entity targets teenagers trying to sneak off to Lover's Lane to smooch the night away. Family pets are also on this Goatman's naughty list as he will do his best to behead any wayward pets that cross its path. So the leading theory related to the Maryland Goatman is that it's a bit of a, I guess, cool one. It's that it's a scientist at the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center was experimenting with goats and people, and something went horribly wrong in these experiments. Either he created or turned himself into the Goatman and escaped into the woods. Other ideas were that the scientist's wife was dying and he was working with experimental treatment. 
that went awry and transformed himself or his wife into the monster. It is interesting to note, though, that the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center has made an official statement that the goat man is not from their facility. <laughs> so I'm glad they did that. They're distancing <laughs> themselves from this rogue scientist of the uh, 50s, 60s, and 70s that's trying to make goat people. It cleared up the air. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have uh, fireworks going off in the background. I don't know why there's fireworks going off, but it's like a goddamn finale out there. Is it fireworks or is it gunshots? <laughs> if it's gunshots, it's like the reckoning is outside. <laughs> <laughs> so other theories include that a goat farmer had his sheep killed by local teenagers. And in some sort of delusional frenzy, the farmer made a pact with the devil and became the goat man to seek his revenge. So again, very much tied into the revenge aspect that uh, you had mentioned earlier. The third theory, and this is the only place that I was able to even find this theory, is in a possible that's wayward researcher J. Michael in a related production to the the Monster Chronicles, as it's called The Legend of the Goatman, and it is on Amazon Prime. It only deals with the Goatman for like twenty minutes, and then it goes into all these random stories of 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 ghosts, like Indian ghosts in swamps, and then this lady that is a negative version of her yoga self. It's bizarre. <laughs> And She's blonde, but her <laughs> negative version is brunette. <laughs> and then this this kid that's like 20 years old talks about how he's been there for like 30 years. And he's like, his first conclusion, it is the negative version of her. <laughs> but the reason I say that is because it was related to the, the skunk ape monster chronicles that J. Michael did. No idea what the connection is, but I hope to someday figure this out. <laughs> But regardless, in that production, their theory was that a goat farmer was killed due to the construction of a dam. Apparently, the surveyors had missed him to warn him that the dam was being constructed. And then once it flooded the entire area, it killed both the farmer and his entire flock of goats. His restless spirit then came back to haunt the area in the form of the goat man. One thing I did, I actually looked into the creation of dams in Maryland. And there are numerous dams that were created in the 1920s, 30s, 40s that I thought maybe could be related. But then I just sort of thought about it. And the production on this was clearly just made up, I think, the whole way. It's like everything's (laughs) recreated. I don't think any of the people are real. I think they're just all actors posing as figureheads in Maryland. Yeah. And... Like the Bobby other glasses. thing that I, yep, the other <laughs> thing that I, Bobby Glasses, the other, uh, so Bobby Glasses was this kid that was reported that the goat man was looking in through his window, like tapping on his window, and they, they would like see him in the front yard each time they went outside, and his dad kept trying to shoot him. Yeah. If memory serves correctly. But the first thing that popped in my head, so dams take a long time to build. How did this farmer never hear of this dam being built? And how did it never come to, like, a normal conversation? Like, what are you going to do with your farm, <laughs> goat man <laughs> farmer, when the, the water floods the entire area? Yeah, there's a lot of those kinds of stories that it's like, why didn't they just, how did they not find out about this? There's a dam being built near your property. Come on, guy. <laughs> Get out a little bit. So any um, overall thoughts on the, the Maryland goat man in general? And this is, uh, I didn't mention it, but the one that is, uh, very much associated with the axe and, you know, attacking teenagers and 
attempting to behead them and, and do numerous unnamed things to them. Yes, inappropriate things. Mm-hmm. Well, I think for the most part, this one, I uh, the Maryland Goldman, um, based on my research, is the most visceral one, the most... Um, like the most prolific? Yeah, and and the more likely to have a physical description behind it. Mm-hmm. Consistent physical description. Beyond the Maryland Goatman, the Lake Worth monster. So this brings us to the summer of 69. Where is Brian Adams when you need him? It was this year that the newspaper headlines in the area read, Fishy man goat terrifies couples parked at Lake Worth. Incidents reported of a creature jumping on a car and also a tire being thrown at a crowd of people. A man by the name of Alan Plaster took a picture of the alleged creature in October of 69. Uh, however, it's a, the one I viewed, very, very difficult picture to concern, really discern anything in the of what you're looking at. One thing I did see in relation to the Lake Worth monster was that in 1999, a local Fox station, they did this huge report on the Lake Worth monster, and they were able to figure out that it was a group of high schoolers pranking the town. Any what? thoughts on yeah on the Lake Worth monster? You mean to tell me this is a hoax? Yes, that's at least that's what the the Fox News channels uh, was reporting that they figured out that was a hoax. They had, I guess, statements from high schoolers at the time saying that it was them dressed up in a costume, and that's as far as the tire that like was thrown at a crowd of people. I think it was actually a tire that just rolled down a hill and like flew at just happened to be people there and it flew at them interesting mm-hmm. high schoolers i'm starting to see a pattern <laughs> yes um i know and even in this one it's they still targeted the you know high schoolers in a car jumping on the top of the car and stuff like that so Goatman hates teenagers <laughs> the next one the pope lick monster in the 1980s the legend of this goat man came to be in louisville kentucky what sets this one apart from the others is that it is reported that this entity can actually hypnotize you and mimic the voice possibly of people that you know to lure you upon the tracks and trestle to then be killed by the oncoming train theories include a crazed sideshow attraction who took refuge under the trestle and vowed to get revenge on those that had mistreated him other ideas are that it was being transported on a train and somehow either escaped or the train derailed and he was able survived and escaped. In my looking at it, I think the Pope Look monster is more of an urban legend entity as there doesn't seem to be any actual sightings of the creature, just sort of stories of it being out there ready to exact its revenge on everybody. Mr. Third Place Train <laughs> Model Contestant, what are your thoughts on the Pope Look monster? Well, I'll tell you this. Back in, um, I was going to say 95, but I would be too young for that. (laughs) Back in 2003, after graduating high school, Mm. I entered my first train contest and I uh, replicated the... uh, the this this very these very t- train tracks the in public the tr- the Louisville public trestle yep and yeah. I had I had a little miniature goat man thing <laughs> on the tracks uh-huh. <laughs> you were you were you were prepared for this I episode, was weren't you? I was so way prepared. back then way, <laughs> seventeen I years knew ago. this was gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> and I I bring up this fake memory I mean me- memory <laughs> but um 
I do have uh, about about the Pope Lick Monster itself. It 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 does. It's a little similar to the to the Maryland one. Um, I've seen uh, there mention that it also attacks with a blood stained axe. Oh, okay. Damn, he's like he's super overpowered. He's got the axe. He's got the <laughs> hypnotized hypnosis, yeah. skunk ape powers and mimicry. <laughs> I mean, that's badass too. Yeah, and he also has Medusa like powers. Not like turning into stone, but. Uh, uh, the very sight of the creature is so unsettling that it makes people f- draw, uh, leap off the trestle. Yeah, yeah, they're so afraid they must kill themselves. Yeah, uh, off the off the train bridge. So, so whatever whatever they're eating in Kentucky is is probably what's giving them the most power. <laughs> <laughs> he found like several casks of bourbon that uh, <laughs> <laughs> fell off the train, and he's been living off that, powering him throughout the ages. I just had this thought. One thing that always sort of pops up about these like older like urban legends. So even if it was, say, the theory that the crazed sideshow man that took refuge underneath the train bridge, this was in the 1980s. So usually sideshow guys over 18 years old. So he's he's been at this living under the train for a long time then. Yeah. But like sightings or stories continue going on and on and on. These like urban legends never age out. It's just a thought that I had. <laughs> it's like yeah. they never age or they're just indefinitely there for all time. I always wondered if uh, if people still tell these urban legends uh, in a time of, you know, cell phones and and all this technology. Uh-huh. Of like, randonauticas. <laughs> of uh, set your folk, your intent on yeah. the trestle. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> don't go on the train tracks at all, please. Yeah, please don't do that. I mean, so, there was also that awful 16-minute film, a short film on this Poplet monster. You know, possibly the best song ever recorded in that movie about rednecks. It, my my, I watched this with my wife, and she ended up like singing the redneck song after it was over. It was so catchy. It was a good song. It was really good musically speaking. I can't find it on YouTube. It's like <laughs> the only way the only well, way you'll find it. The only thing you the want movie. from the movie. <laughs> you yeah. can't get it. <laughs> but the rest of it, bizarre. So another thing you can find on Amazon Prime. <laughs> we should get some sort of sponsorship. We talk about them so often. Yeah. Hit us up, Amazon. <laughs> yep. The last Goatman entity that we are uh, we're sort of focusing on, the Goatman of the old Alton Bridge in Texas. And this one's sort of a, a different take on the goat man so this bridge in texas was built in 1884 and it does have a sad legend attached to it as the story goes in the 1930s an african-american goat farmer by the name of oscar washburn started to become well known and successful in his goat farming business and just as a businessman in general this angered local racists who decided to kill washburn by lynching him at the old alton bridge when they looked down to confirm that he was dead, apparently Washburn's body had completely disappeared. The mob, seemingly afraid of, you know, where, where did his body go, they then decided to go to Washburn's home to then kill both his, uh, his wife and children. So the idea is that Washburn's spirit haunts the bridge and surrounding forest area, possibly seeking revenge for the taking of his life and slaying of his family. The entity seems to target women by grabbing or touching them and throwing rocks from the woods but in representations i was able to find it does seem to be an entity that does for whatever reason uh, focus on women any any thoughts on this angel this one is interesting because it is the first one that is uh more like a spectral haunting Mm -hmm. it's not an actual goat 
like uh, half man, half goat creature. In fact, mm-hmm. I believe it got the name Goatman because the the man he was a goat farmer, and people mm-hmm. act would call him the Goatman, and he had a sign yeah. by the bridge that said "This way to the Goatman." <laughs> Goatman, yeah, exactly, yeah. I guess odd that's the you know entity would uh, take over this bridge, and uh, surprisingly, like the bridge was used very recently up. I think the last. Uh, maybe 30 years until there was a newer bridge built to bypass it. But I read that at the time that it was in use, uh, only a single car could go over it, so you had to honk your horn to alert anyone on the other side that you're crossing. And sort of the idea of the story also became that if you were to go there by yourself and and honk your horn and turn off the headlights of your vehicle, when you either turn them on or cross the bridge, the goat man would be there to... Uh, do whatever the hell the goat man's going to do to you on the bridge. Welcome uh, scare to the you, I guess. Side. Yeah. yeah, come on in. <laughs> but or th- apparently throw rocks at you or assault you if you're a woman. Well, that's another strange thing about this. Why would the goat man target women? Shouldn't he be targeting the racists? <laughs> I know. Yeah, um, <laughs> this is like a, a, a misdirection of his anger. And 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 you know that. Well, I don't know the name of the show that we watched. That they, um, oh, we watched uh, Ghost Adventures. Yeah, so they had an episode where they go to that bridge, and they they encounter this entity. But the the entity's name is Steve. Steve, yeah, I don't Steve, the disembodied demonic being. I think Steve is trying to capitalize on this whole Goatman thing because he's the one that's been targeting the women, and not the actual Goatman. <laughs> Farmer. Yeah, it's uh, I guess an interesting situation where you have I guess if you if you believe the idea that it's a demonic entity that has taken root in an area that so the, the Goatman's Bridge has become sort of a paranormal destination specifically because of the story and related um, you know sightings and things there. Also spoken about in the Ghost Adventures episode was that it's in the surrounding woods, seemingly a a destination spot for occult activity, possibly something that has attached itself to the area. To then force its will upon any unsuspecting people that are looking for the goat man and they find this entity claiming it to be steve to you know draw them in to take possession or harm them yeah and, and not only that but steve ended a marriage in that episode yes um, <laughs> yeah, very a lot of things happen in that episode <laughs> and <laughs> check it out if you've never seen ghost adventures it's a fun time <laughs> zach like chokes himself <laughs> tries to rip out his own throat so that was another thing that happened yep so now that we've identified a few of the the goat men out in America, people screaming outside my window, maybe Jeez. they're out my outside my door. Maybe the goat man's out there. I was thinking, do you have the goat man? <laughs> Luckily, the fireworks have stopped, so that's cool. It's just a big bash here, I guess. <laughs> so where has the goat man gone? At least in the cases of the goat man of Maryland and the old Alton Bridge, sightings continue to this day. Goatman's Bridge has become, like I said, a paranormal destination spot. So maybe the next time you are stealing off. For a smooch in Maryland or crossing Goatman's Bridge, keep your eye out as you may be his next victim. Now, as far as the Popelik monster and his trestle of death, I touched upon this, but I feel like I can speak for myself and you, Angel, here and say, do not go out on train tracks at all, especially a very long bridge to search for Goatman or really any sort of entities at all. It is extremely dangerous, and in the instance of the Popelik monster, numerous people have died either falling from the trestle or being struck by a train. So do not do it. I think even recently in the past few years, there was a young girl that uh, got hit by the train in an 
uh, effort of trying to find the Goatman there. Well, it's cool to talk about. <laughs> Don't go on train tracks. Yeah. <laughs> it's dangerous. The professionals do that stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's not funny, but I was going to say it's funny that you brought up the, the Public Monster movie because when it premiered, the railroad company actually got angry that it depicted them on the railroad tracks and specifically up on the trestle because the way that it was filmed, it, there was no actual train that comes. They were actually on a completely set, different set of train tracks as well that were no longer in use. But they feared that it would you know, make people want to go out on the train tracks. And even the way that the main character hangs off of the trestle um, they say extremely dangerous. There's not normal for you to be able to hold on your your strength for that long, and then pull yourself back up onto the train tracks as the several minutes that it takes for the train to pass over the bridge. So very real things coming out of the Goatman. <laughs> yes, urban legends. With that being said, or unless you have anything else, I've developed a theory. Oh, okay. Hit me. What you got? Since the Goatman is a weird one, I've decided to go another path. The ancient Vedic practice. Of neti neti. The the road less traveled. The Vedic path. (laughs) Which means I'll be explaining what I think the goat man is not. So you mentioned satyrs. Mm -hmm. They all fit the description of the goat man. Unfortunately, they are not the goat man. They're meant to represent fertility and agriculture. And the goat man is way more vengeful and murderous. Now, what about... This wasn't brought up, but what about Baphomet or the Sabbatic Goat? Again, I think his name was slandered by Christianity to be seen as some demonic force. So no, I don't think the goat man is this either. By the way, don't accuse me of practicing the occult. Otherwise, I'll unleash the spring Hill Jack on you. <laughs> <laughs> or the um, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> the whole entire entity that you have uncovered. <laughs> so is it an actual human goat hybrid? The venerable and well-trusted site known as Snopes <laughs> claims mm-hmm. that, a, that a woman did not give birth to a hybrid. There's, a, there's an actual news article that claims that a woman had given birth to a goat-man hybrid. But I guess they have a picture of it. It's, in relation to, to this, like the Maryland goat-man? Um, I don't think it's in relation to it. It's just like, oh, a woman gave birth to a, a, oh. a, a goat-looking thing. <laughs> But it, it was it was in fact it was just a, ugly a farmer, <laughs> a farmer in Malaysia, a goat farmer in Malaysia, and the goat gave birth to this I guess a deformed goat, but because it kind of had a flattened face, it looks more human, and everyone's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what's that? Get it to the carnival. We can make some money off <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> There's another another deformed goat in 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 India that had similar flat face. They had pictures of it. Um, I'm sure we could put the the links up. Mm-hmm. On, on our page but anyway so the goat man is not any of those things either so here's what i i have uncovered so first of all it's not a coincidence that i mentioned this movie the munchies earlier <laughs> <laughs> see barry lee pearson a folklorist at the university of maryland said folk legends often originated as cautionary tales from adults However, modern examples like Goatman are most commonly generated by teenagers themselves. And a lot of our Goatman stories correspond to that. There's a lot of dealings with kids and teenagers and this. Why is that? Well, here's the thing. Marijuana. (laughs) (laughs) The the (laughs) The marijuana wars 
Okay. In 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act was passed. This essentially said that you can't, if you're not a big industrial complex, you can't sell or possess weed. So it essentially criminalized it. The last hemp fields that were planted were in 1957, Wisconsin. Dang. When was the first Goatman sighting? You ask? Uh, yeah. 1957. Mm-hmm. So, I think the Goatman stories that were being concocted by teenagers were actually a secret code for so they can gather and smoke their weed. So, sort of like we're going to go search for the Goatman. Yes. We're just going in the woods to, you know, smoke some Exactly. Pot. That's why... We have so many um, different sightings in different locations, Maryland, and um, we got one in Huntington. We got some in Woodmore Country Club. I don't even know where this is. <laughs> They're not giving me states here. <laughs> but you the, got the famous Woodmore Country Club. <laughs> <laughs> you got uh, another one in Maryland. You got Texas. Mm-hmm. All of those that we've listed. I know there have been some in Wisconsin as well. Yeah. So there's different sightings of these locations, but I don't think this is an actual Goatman, except for the the one in the Goatman's Bridge. I think that one's real. Yep. Um, The the one you put in your your train model. Yes. uh, That's a that's a pretty ingenious way of looking at it. Actually, that's you know it is a a code word that spread throughout sort of teenage lore Mm -hmm. uh, throughout America to say, uh, let's go get high. (laughs) Yeah. And Goatman always targeting teenagers in their vehicles out in the woods. Yep, yep. So a a good alibi coming home and your your eyes are bloodshot and you're trying to explain to your parents, you know, what the heck's going on. I'm, I'm like Spring Hill Jack. I went into the fits and, you know, bawled my <laughs> eyes out as a, a goat man with an axe attacked yep. my car. Yep. And... I don't think you Maybe. mentioned this, but the <laughs> goat man has been described as having red eyes. It's all projection. It's all <laughs> projection from the teenagers. Well, here's the thing, though. Once the weed laws became more permissive, you know, in this, you know, ever evolving country of ours, mm-hmm. in honor of these secret meetings, a cannabis strain has come out that's called the goat man. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is a mix, a hybrid of the highwayman pollinated with golden goat. And this is uh, <laughs> on the website Grassroots Cannabis. They have a spectrum that shows sativa, hybrid, and indica, where this is actually listed between sativa and hybrid. I thought it was funny because I thought it'd be smack in the middle as a hybrid, but uh-huh. whatever. <laughs> so there you have it. Goat man is secret weed language. My gosh. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Actually, really enjoy this uh, theory. <laughs> because teenagers do, you know, stupid crap out in the woods a lot. So it would help. And, you know, one thing that uh, is really weird, like, growing up in America, is that you can have, like, absolutely no connection with another part of the world or a part of the country. But a lot of kids, like, do the same things. Like, I specifically remember, and maybe this phenomenon was in your school as well angel like that stupid s like triangle s that has like yes. three lines like i don't know where the hell that thing came from but every, every teenager knew how to draw it everyone <laughs> across knows how the to country do it. 
I think even uh, globally, maybe. Uh huh. And and it only happens in school. And somehow, somehow, this information gets dispensed throughout all of, you know, teenagedom. Yeah, so, it's like a conveyor belt because the kids, you know, teach it to the younger kids, and this just mm-hmm. perpetuates over and over and over. I think I think if schools were to just suddenly stop, well, like now, yeah, like now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm wondering the. Hit, I'm re- I'm seriously wondering about the, the history of the S. What's going to happen now? Uh, I know there's going to be the forgotten S uh, generation. <laughs> unless, they unless, won't know how to write it <laughs> unless the kids are on Zoom drawing it on their show. No, <laughs> uh, damn S. <laughs> I also had I was going to go further with this theory because I I had some other stuff like the Controlled Substances Act of 1970 was signed into law. And in 1972, the commission, uh, the Schaefer Commission, released a report that says uh, they recommended partial prohibition and lower penalties for possession of marijuana. So, in, between 1970 and 1971, on November 3rd, 1971, a woman claimed to have seen a large creature in her backyard and supposedly killed her dog. Whatever. But I mm-hmm. think, I, once again, I think that was just, you know, weed talk. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, gotta explain the death of the dog somehow. Curiously, (laughs) curiously, that sighting was in Bowie, Maryland. Listen to this. I don't know if this is related or not, but it's fascinating (laughs) to me. In 1960, the population of Bowie, Maryland was 1,072. Just 10 years later, 1970, the population was 35,000. Whoa. Explain that. I can't. <laughs> that is that is what you call a booming town. <laughs> but yeah, so I think I think my weed theory stands. Mm-hmm. I I like it. I like the theory. I think you cracked the case. Goatman's not a cryptid. It is a lingo and strain of marijuana. <laughs> case closed. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> so. so now that we've sort of investigated some theories talk about where the the goat man is and uh who is from and where he has gone let's take a dive into the rubric of power and see how he contests the the new champion the hodag and see if it's an early beheading of the champion and uh goat man reign supreme so how about the powers of the goat man in your book here angel how did you rank him so the goat man because we 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 uh, dove into several different goatmen. Mm-hmm. I thought it only fair to combine any powers that I ran into and put them I all the in same one. Thing. Put it yep. all in one. So I included the axe wielding, hypnosis, mm-hmm. voice mimicry, mm-hmm. um, ability to scare people off the trestle, and yep. just make them kill themselves. <laughs> and then being, uh, you know, spirit touches and throwing rocks. Mm-hmm. I gave it a three. Yeah. The way that I looked at it, you know, the carrying an axe, that's really badass. I mean, you don't <laughs> see that too often. It really, besides like some sort of horror movie of <laughs> dudes carrying axes ready to kill teenagers. Yeah. But Goatman, he does it. And, you know, the the hypnosis and mimicry thing of the public monster really was a thing that was really intriguing for me and, and bumped the Goatman's power up i likewise gave it a three and above average Excellent. starting off strong starting off strong <laughs> for the goatman how about detectability 
again with detectability we we have maybe sightings we have lots of stories maybe urban legends about them i think in terms of actually getting spotted i think they're they're it's low there's a mm-hmm. lot of supposed pictorial evidence of the goat man and i found a website that lists the top 10 of them but they are so obviously fake and bad that I can't even pretend to think it's true. They're, they're not even elaborate hoaxes. They're just bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, one of them is just a, like a computer CG model of the woman. <laughs> and I'm like, what is this? This is not a thing. <laughs> it was a sighting on my TV. In a movie. <laughs> and another one was a still from that movie we watched. I'm like, this is not a legit sighting. Come on. Yeah. Just like some <laughs> dude in a, a horrible, like modified sasquatch outfit that has like uh, a burlap sack over the front of them yeah and then there's the there's like a white spot picture and that's supposed to be goat man yeah like, what is it that white like blob a, a, a cloud <laughs> that so, was yeah that was the uh what the fort worth hoax yeah. allegedly so i think in overall because there's really all this talk but really no actual sightings no photos i gave it a three yeah, the way that I looked at it, Goatman seemingly at a disadvantage here. We're looking at several entities lumped into the Goatman category, but it it doesn't hurt his his ranking here because, you know, while there's stories of the axe-wielding maniac Goatman in Maryland, you know, I couldn't find any actual physical evidence of it. There's no, you know, like, footprints. There's no cloven footprints, you know, yeah. being shown, like, Bigfoot's uh, castings or anything like that. The... Goatman and Goatman's Bridge has accosted multiple women, but little physical evidence of that entity is out there. The, as we mentioned, the show Ghost Adventures, they capture some interesting things during their investigation, but it may not have been Goatman. It could have been the entity Steve that was, you know, forced its way into there to, to either trick people or do whatever Steve's doing. <laughs> so, I mean, they're, they investigate and they don't even find the Goatman, they find Steve. So, (laughs) looking good for the goat man on on (laughs) Old Alden Bridge. So, I likewise gave Detectability a three. Oh, man. Uh, Goat man, out of the gates, strong. Yep. Now, maybe a good or or bad spot here, the lore and mystique of goat man. What are your thoughts on this one? I I actually enjoy the the differing origin stories. You know, Mm -hmm. oh, it's a mad scientist and... And made a, hor- a horrible ex- uh, experiment go wrong, or the goat farmer, you know, signing a deal with the devil to get revenge, or, or, or killed by a dam, <laughs> or, or 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 the, I forget the other one right now, but um, they they all have like like the know, carny folk that fell off the, the train yes that and- one that one, um, there's I mean the clansman one is is sad the racist one yes yeah, but. But also it's, the least Goatman-esque right. entity. Yeah. I, I, I think that's, they're all cool, but I, I think that's all there is to it. There's nothing more. Every time the, the, there's mention of Goatman, it's just, oh, there he, he comes at you with an axe, or he jumped on my truck mm-hmm. and did this. There's really nothing else to it. I, don't, like, I can't find any more elaborate stories behind it. Nobody's really talking about it like that. Mm-hmm. So, I gave it a, a one. Oh, ouch. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, the, the way I looked at origins surrounding multiple goatmen, they're all quite interesting. 
they're almost like a, a horror or supervillain origin stories the way that they're laid out so like wild scientists experimenting <laughs> on people or animals hunting lusting teenagers in their parked cars living under bridges and killing puppies that all sort of insane stuff the original sighting sightings are all relatively modern uh only going back to the 50s and 60s or so the thing that i thought when i first looked at it was you know the the classical mythology of the satyr was like oh this is going to really help the lore of the goat man but then the more that i delve into it was like this is just on its surface level more of an urban legend than any sort of true entity yeah. and really has no connection to satyrs at all so that was a big a big drop in points for me because there there never is any sort of relationship there besides just the physical appearance and then on top of that the physical appearance is really a little bit more different than the satyr and maybe more on par with something like a minotaur so yeah. a weird disconnect i thought or maybe i was just looking at it completely wrong in my research but it didn't help the lore mystique you mentioned it early uh baphomet you know tied to the knights templar and the thelema spiritual philosophy things like that and then many more things uh alistair crowley getting involved with uh, representations of that entity I thought, oh, this is going to help it too. But then the more that I looked into, you know, Aleister Crowley and uh, and uh, Thelema philosophy, not related to Goatman <laughs> at all. It just happens to be a, a, a Goatman creature that has no impact on these specific Goatmen and their legends. And then, you know, representations of Satan often depicting as like a Goatman entity not really related at all to these entities either so a whole lot of things getting left on the table that could have helped the goat man's lore and mystique but it's just never they never tie the connections together and it's more just surface level he happens to look like a goat man and is doing some crazy shit in the woods yeah so because of that i gave him a two an adequate hmm. mainly because of the the weird scientist guy that could have created the goat man i mean <laughs> that's that's a pretty it's a pretty good for story our, uh, for our stories yeah the things that we've looked at so far that's pretty very, unique very comic book origin mm-hmm now the thing that always kills the the these entities <laughs> cunning and intelligence where are you at for that i think last time i mentioned spring hill jack got a four because he was just a human straight up human and he can't beat human S- intelligence smart as a whippersnapper I, yeah <laughs> In this case, I think goat, the Goatman is more creature than it is human. Well, let, let me let me interject. He has the, the head of a Goatman, so clearly not the brain of a man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, he does have the capacity to, to make decisions. I think he, you know, he attacks be, uh, on revenge, based on revenge. Yep. So most of his um, actions are vengeful. But I think that's pretty much it. I, I give it a two adequate. A two. Okay. Interesting. So the way that I took a look at it, so there seems to be, uh, like you just mentioned, the, a direct connection between the Goatman and exacting revenge. I think looking back at previous episodes, I had the same issues with Mothman in respect to the relationship of the idea of being a curse from Chief Cornstalk. When you're tied so closely to being just a, a revenge entity, it doesn't add much to your intelligence equation your, your purpose is just to seek and destroy sort of like jason Voorhees of friday the 13th fame like for instance the the maryland goatman beheads pets and stalks teenagers that are just trying to have a good time in a car and he seems to just use the same tactics over and over and over again he just wanders out of the woods 
you know, tries to scare the teenagers and they drive away as their car is stalling. And then, then they just happen to get away in the last second and he, uh, axe and he, swings down and misses him. And he never runs. He just walks. Yeah. He just <laughs> walks with those cloven hooves. He's got hurt knees. I mean, he's holding up the entire body on some goat knees. It's got to hurt. <laughs> You know, the, the Goatman seems to have a specific purpose, and he never deviates from that purpose. It's just revenge and killing teenagers and animals if he happens to be around them. The other thing that could uh, pique his intelligence a little bit, blacksmithing, if he is the one creating the axe, or if it was just gifted to him, say if it was like a pact with the devil, and the devil, it's some sort of, you know, hellish axe that's forged in brimstone and fire, that's not the Goatman's doings. So... Uh, depending on where you go with the, where the axe comes from, I gave him a a two adequate. He's he, he's out there at least making decisions to walk slowly, maybe <laughs> instead <laughs> of running. He's not doesn't want to do that cardio too much. Yep. And now our our final category, pop culture. I'm very excited to see where you uh, what you found because I struggled for <laughs> well. So did I. <laughs> I I'm not gonna count the Goatman movies that we found on Amazon, like the the J. Michael style documentaries. Yeah, those are so um, low tier, and we're probably the only ones that ever watched it. Besides the like, three people that have rated them and said, "What the hell is this? It didn't even deal with the Goatman." <laughs> There's a short film. Again, we mentioned it. Uh, the Popelik. Mon- the Legend of the Public Monster. There's a there's a 1923 film called The Goatman, but apparently it's not what you think. It's an adult film, and it's it's I, I'm just based on the description. I would not want to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 20s were a weird time for cinema. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I can think of that obviously it takes its inspiration from Greek mythology is God of War. But mm-hmm. the satyrs are murderous, and they wield some sort of axe thing. So I'm gonna give it that. <laughs> yeah, they're they're not down in glasses of wine and being jolly, sort of like uh, Danny DeVito's character in Hercules. I think it was Danny DeVito's character that Phil, I think, was his yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. That helps uh, Hercules. He seemed oh, yeah. pretty <laughs> jolly, but more of yeah. like a jackass, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, as for like the goat man itself it doesn't seem like a very widespread name despite so many different uh goat man versions mm-hmm. i give it a one it needs work it needs work certainly i agree that he needs work the things that i found that i think hurt pop the pop culture again the detaching the goat man from satyrs in in my look at it hurts its ranking in this aura surrounding these entities is only has some appearance in common one thing that i did find was a movie related to Goatman called deadly detour so the synopsis of this movie says two carloads of friends are heading to florida the only thing on their minds sex booze drugs and rock and roll engine trouble leaves the group stranded in rural maryland home of the legendary Goatman. One by one, they encounter something in the woods, an abomination of nature, the beginning of a downward spiral into the heinous acts of killing and depravity. IMDb has a rating of a 2.8, so that gives you an idea of how the movie is. One of the reviews on Amazon says, I was disappointed. There was no goat man. What there was was a lot of blood and gore. So I looked up the uh, trailer <laughs> for it as well and, and took a peek at that. 
and the the guy that they they just show the guy killing everybody really and just some dude in like a, a mask it's not a goat man it's like a a butcher dude sort of in the maybe the vein of of Leatherface and he's just out in the woods most likely some inbred dude that is deciding to kill everybody because that's a go-to for horror right genre is inbreeding that causes people to kill <laughs> so maybe not even related to the goat man at all besides it just happens to be taking place in maryland and it mentions the goat man in its synopsis <laughs> i guess I, these kinds of movies are like oh you know if it takes place what's the closest thing we can find uh, goat man's fine like <laughs> yep. you know kind Let's of sell weird. it on the goat man and I, then it's just some dude Although it kind of makes me wonder, why didn't uh, like those movies like Urban Legend go that route? Instead of a man with a hook that attacked you know, the teenagers making out in cars, why not just make him the goat man? It's the same thing. Man, the hook. Wasn't that the, also like the bad guy in um, I, know I Know What You Did, did Last yeah. Summer? Like, <laughs> hook Fisherman. They could have made, made that a goat man. <laughs> could have made him popular instead uh-huh. it's some nameless faceless fisherman dude like okay uh production cost you gotta get a costume <laughs> for, or a buff dude with showing off his chest <laughs> so it takes away from it i guess the uh the legend continues a beer has been found lakewood <laughs> brewing company has a 9.3 percent abv the notes related to it and i think that's actually the highest alcohol by volume that we've featured so far for good for the goat man the description of it says, The legend returns. Beware the goat man of White Rock Lake, a territorial terror who doesn't like anybody loitering in his neck of the woods. In honor of this hairy and horned hybrid, represent a dark and unique brew as bitter as his attitude. Big and bold, this melding of a West Coast black IPA and a German Schwarz beer has a sticky, dank bite balanced by a smooth roasted malt body. It is enough to curl your toes or maybe your hooves. So I guess they at least they tried. (laughs) They tried to tie it as much in as they can as compared to some other um, beers that I've spoken about. Like uh, what was the, God, I can't remember the episode it was, but there was like a wizard just holding up a, I think it was maybe Spring Hill Jack, I think. It was just a wizard holding up like a beer bottle and it was getting shot by lightning. So uh, it had nothing to do with entity at all. So they tried. They tried to tie everything into the actual taste of the beer to Goatman. So good for Lakewood uh, Brewing Company. Other things that I saw um, or just know from doing it, the Diablo series has had Goatman wielding axes across all three games. Uh, A common foe usually in the first act that you run into is just these uh, Goatmen that trying to kill you with giant axes the overall though creatures definitely have an impact on the immediate areas that they're located and you know urban legends arising in those areas so it's not i think almost like a common theme that we're finding in a lot of these cryptids is the locality of them having the most importance and then it doesn't spread too far out besides just maybe a a passing of the name that you possibly have heard before so cool that we're i guess we're seeing some sort of consistency in that area but it's not helping in the scores for impact and pop culture i yeah. gave it a one admirable he needs work goat man even with you know four of them doing the work of one yeah. <laughs> i still need need work <laughs> my score added up to an 11 where are you sitting at i got a 10 so we'll put 
our scores into the famed rubric of power algorithm, let it do its work, take into account everything that we just spoke about. The score averages out to a 10 and a half. So admirable job, the four Goatmen of the Apocalypse, but not good enough to down the Hodag after his first week as champion. And I think maybe lower tier, maybe just above Mothman. He's above Mothman, yes. Mm -hmm. Good, good attempt, goat, uh, goat men of the universe. But maybe if there was a fifth, <laughs> they could have done it. <laughs> but um, any, any overall thoughts on Goatman as we leave him to rest in the woods to hunt down a teenagers that are doing things they shouldn't be doing, <laughs> either marijuana or sex. <laughs> well, if we wanted Goatman to be popular. Uh, I certainly am not helping it because now I'm sure that, well, I guess it doesn't matter with the whole me medical marijuana stuff. But if I had said this back then, they would have to pick up a new code word for it. And then nobody would be talking about the goat man. Yep. Yeah. You, you just spoiled. <laughs> I just, I just marijuana them. lore of the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> I narked them out. <laughs> Main thing I, I took from it is. You know, the, the power of urban legends, they are neat to learn about, neat to, to dive into, see where the origins of them come from. I think in the relation to Goatman, just sort of a, I don't know, it doesn't go too deep into it. One thing that I did see was a, a professor, I don't recall his name, but he was, his theory was that because of, in the 50s and 60s, and it being related to teenagers at that time, car culture was huge for teenagers a lot of them were getting cars for the first time licenses your first exploration out into the world and it became this thing of like have you heard of the goat man let's go let's go find him let's go do something <laughs> and you know it's kind of spooky it's kind of scary it's intriguing to go out there and then it just might turn into a romantic you know situation as well with your girlfriend so things that teenagers want to do so, yeah, the theory that it all ties into car culture, I thought that was a kind of cool thing uh, to find out about as well. But another cool entity. I'm, I'm happy we were able to look into it and learn about them. And our first fan-requested entity. So yep. keep those requests coming. We'll try to get to them uh, as soon as possible. So now that we have explored the Goatman, tweet out your you know questions, concerns, the questions about where the goat man came from that maybe we weren't able to uh, delve into by the spokesman of the supernatural, Jonathan Frakes. Find him on Twitter. Tweet at him. Get him involved. <laughs> we're trying our best, but <laughs> he's avoiding us, damn it. Yeah, we're going to keep saying this until we get a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or an answer. I'll, I'll happily take an answer. <laughs> a polite, uh, goat man? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, you know, at Jonathan S. Frakes, at uh, Cracking Curios, you know, hashtag crap cryptids. And just All of the above and some. Pose your, your questions. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, uh, final thing I want to note, uh, shout out to the dude or dudes from Austria listening to the show. We are <laughs> worldwide podcast, so <laughs> let us know how you found out about it. I'm, in I'm intrigued. Yeah. Please interact with us. We're lonely. <laughs> All we have are goatmen <laughs> to talk about. Thank you for uh, once again joining us on Cracking Cryptids and Curios. In our next episode, we will be looking at a entity 
of maybe a Native American dragon, the Paisa bird, and its role in uh, cryptid fame. So very exciting creature to look at, and we'll see how this maybe Thunderbird uh, ranks against some other cryptids and see if it can take the title of champion, take that crown from Hodag, who is very happy to sit there in his wooden body with a crown upon his head. Maybe a crown of copper? I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. Stay off that damn trestle. <laughs> <laughs>